This podcast brought to you by Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. You can listen at mixcloud.com slash daddy jams. Daddy Jams Time Space Mixes. Still got your listen at mixcloud.com. Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. a win guys a win's a win yeah i mean i'll take it but if you ever felt like your team didn't look like you wanted them to look in the space of a win you gotta get think this past sunday was it because i would have i would have much preferred if you will to see these guys you know just handle the lines like they should have yeah, and there were moments. Fun. There were moments, yeah. and I will say this: let's see if you, let's see if I get agreement right out the box on this. I thought the officials did a good job in the game. I was amazed. They did, they did a pretty good job. I will also say this: the Lions have had a lot of close games this year. They have lost some games off of their own folly. Okay, right. They tied Pittsburgh. And we barely beat them. Is that great? No. Do I feel the most awful about it? Considering the Lions have had some games where they've lost themselves this yeah, year. Thought, no. No, I really yeah. don't. I mean, they almost beat Baltimore too. Baltimore. You, you know what I mean? They basically lost that game to Baltimore. They could have won that one. They almost beat the Steelers. They almost beat the Vikings. They're not. A, they're the worst team in the league. Their record is what it is. They can't hold on to ball games, and that is reflective of how we won. They weren't able to catch up. Yeah, I thought well, we were yeah, them more handily. Yeah, but on the subject of but, the officials, what I thought is they called, they didn't miss a lot of calls. I, I think they totally are still ignoring holds on Miles Garrett. Okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> but but I come to accept it. I'm I'm honestly with the whole thing with Miles Garrett. I think the, the the it's almost like Shaq rules right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They've decided his pace. He has the best sack pace in NFL history right now. Okay. If if they didn't call holds quite as much as they are this season, his pace this season would probably have him on pace to break the sack record. Right now, it's to break our sack record and really damn close to the league sack record. But he'd probably have Michael Strahan's record in sight right now. If the holding wasn't oh, as bad with as the seventeenth game. game, with the seventeenth game, I, and I think what the league is shooting for on this, and you know, I could be wrong; they might not even have a desire in this case. Okay, um, but it, it strikes me that what I think the league is trying to do here is say there's a lot of records going to be broken, but it's going to be because of the seventeenth game. It's not because the athletes are any better or anything. 
Oh no, I get I get that, but I mean, mm. what I'm saying is even with if the holding wasn't happening, even with 16 games, he'd be on the pace to beat Strahan's. Right. Honestly, if yeah. he has one more game, if Miles Garrett, logically, if we say down the line, we still have plenty of games left for this to have a chance of happening. Mm. Say one of these games, we get another game where Miles Garrett pulls out four or five sacks. Okay. Wow. All of a sudden, he's on a pace where even if he gets a sack a game for the rest of the season, he'd beat Strahan's record by maybe a sack or two, right? That's a better pace than the 16 games. Right, okay? right. Um, so, I mean, I can see where it could either end up either way for Miles Garrett, where if he does tie it or only beat it by a half a sack, you can sit there and say, well, look, it's because he got an extra game, right? If he beats it in right. the 17th game, you know what yeah. I mean? But in the in the obvious case that he has another big game and he beats it, bef- he beats it at 16 games. Nobody can ever have a gripe with it. Honestly, I feel like he'd be on that p- kind of pace right now if it weren't for the. Yeah, fact and, the and all I can say to you is this. While I while I do feel good and probably not advisedly so about our chances in the next two games. Yeah. yeah, I don't think, I mean, you know, if Miles walks out of each of those games with a sack apiece, he's going to be doing good because yes. Lamar's not easy to sack. No. He got. He was lucky to get one out of Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray's fast. Right, okay. right. Lamar Jackson's so, going to be I mean, it's thing. not going to be, you're not expecting Miles to have a four-sack game uh, against the Ravens in Baltimore. But what the fuck? Hey, you could do it, Miles. I, I mean, it's fine with me. Yeah, I'd like to see us do a good job of containing uh, Lamar, just like Miami did that game. That would be nice. Yeah. So anyway, again, guys, a couple articles, okay, and then uh, and then we're going to get to the game stats. But uh, here's one that I think that is interesting, and I think we're going to preface it a little bit by just saying that, look, for those of you who don't know, if you don't know, at the end of the game, after the victory, Baker carried his ass straight to fuck into the locker room. He didn't congratulate, shake hands, do shit. And he didn't come out for a press conference, post-game press conference. Now, he did have a press conference the following Monday, at which point he was asked, well, what did you think of the fans booing you? And Baker said, well, that's probably the same fans that won't be quiet when we're on offense trying to do work in our own stadium." Okay, he ain't wrong. Yeah, he ain't wrong. And, and, and I don't care about that. So it's, you know, obviously I think the media is trying to make more of a story about it than there is. But then that whole situation existing is how you get headlines like this. Baker Mayfield is getting his head on straight, his body healed, and the band back together for two huge Ravens games. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So, do you guys want to, rather than hear me, um, here, here let, let me let me get this right because I'm, you know, I'm de- look, I'm an old dude and I'm dealing with two computers. It's like that doesn't work yeah. like that. Yeah, you're almost old as me. Nah, but I'll never be old as you. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah it's I, just true. It's just true. I you. guess. It's, yeah, I yeah, guess it's it true. Is. It's true. So anyway, well, let's just go ahead and listen to Baker. I think. Well, that's really weird. 
I'm on one computer and it's letting me in the article and I'm seeing the whole article. And trust me, I am not a cleveland.com subscriber. And the other one, the other computer is telling me that this is in fact a subscriber exclusive story and I can't continue reading, but on the other computer, same, same IP address, same cable modem guys. Okay. Well, actually last game was the first game. Well, the first game in a while since yeah. early this season against Houston that Miles didn't have a sack. Okay. But 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 again, Cleveland.com guys. I'm I'm just it's totally amazing. On one computer, and they're both Macs, okay? One's a desktop, one's a laptop, right? Both hooked up to the same Wi Fi. I got this articles loading. And, you know, past the first paragraph says, this is a subscriber exclusive story. You can't read no more. And I'm like, yeah, screw you, plain dealer. Uh, right. Wait, you might get that, but wait, uh, but wait, on the other computer, I'm sitting here looking at the entire article, the exact same article. But I, I'm seeing the whole text. It's not telling me anything about subscriber exclusive. What the fuck? But anyway, we're going to play Baker, his most recent press conference where. Basically, he's talking about getting his shit together and getting the band back together and all that. Okay? So here, check it out. Uh, six games left and, you know, one win behind the division leader, which we're playing twice in the next three weeks. And so um, we, we know the task at hand and we know how we have to attack it. Have the lower body injuries been more difficult in the shoulder? Or, I mean, has it just... Have you had to adjust to dealing with new kind, you know, these new kinds of injuries with mechanics? Uh, yeah, I mean, especially for me, um, kind of an unorthodox throwing motion when it comes to my lower body, um, just how, how violent it is. And your lower body is so important in your throwing motion regardless. So it's been definitely a, a different issue to overcome. The, the shoulder stuff is kind of the new normal. I'm not really worried about that anymore. Still try and protect it as, as much as I can. But um, you know, like I told you guys, there's plays to, to be made with my feet, and that's where I've been kind of frustrated with that. Baker, how impressive is what the Ravens been able to do this year, given all the key injuries they've had throughout the year and the close games yeah. that they figured out a way to win? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you look back at what their you know potential starting roster and depth chart compared to what it is now, they, you know, to be um, where they're at is, is extremely impressive. You know, to be able to have a lot of guys step up, um, and a lot of their games so far this year they've come from behind. So they're a very resilient team, and, that, and that's just how they're led and coached, and um, we know that, and we expect that coming into it. When you look at this Ravens pass defense, um, the rankings aren't good, but what stands out about it? Is there a blitz package that's different than everybody else's in the league? Yeah, I mean, they do. I mean, they have consistently have always done a great job of mixing up looks and, and bringing different guys. You know, you expect it one way, and they'll bring it from the opposite side. But, um, you know, the, their rankings, when it comes down to that, some people might, you know, point that out. But they're the number one defense in the league when it comes down to third down percentage and red zone percentage. So um, that's what we're focused on, and they do, a, obviously, a really, really good job of that. You know, obviously, when you play a team that's it's got – a scheme that they've had for so long you're able to prepare for them and then two weeks later they can't completely change up their scheme they've been doing it for so long consistently and doing it at a really high level so um, it's going to give us that week off but then come back and not have to you know completely learn new stuff it's just kind of different wrinkles and things like that that we want to you know trying to exploit the good or the bad Could this be a turning point is it that big of a game uh, i mean it's obviously anytime you had a division game it's a huge game for us um i mean turning point in the season I mean we have a winning record everybody else wants to throw us in the trash but we we know exactly what's in front of us and that's That's the one I wanted to get you guys to Baker's got a chip on his shoulder here 
Yeah, yeah I don't think Everybody that's a bad thing. And I just don't no. think that's a bad thing at this point in the season. You know, everybody else got us in the trash. You get, guys, we got a winning record. We're six and five. You can say what the fuck you want. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, hey, it, it's the truth, you know? I mean, it is. Well, it is. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm in the middle with it. I agree with some of the people that are like, look, Baker doesn't really have, like, he shouldn't be attacking the fans. And I kind of agree with the people that are like, uh, the fans shouldn't be attacking Baker. How long did they go and they had no quarterback? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, exactly. Exactly. I mean, listen, guys, I remember before, okay, BB, you know how they tell times BC, AD? Yeah. This right. is BB, AB, before right. Baker, after Baker. And until you got somebody else that can replace Baker, in other words, you know, before Baker and after Baker, and if you get some, you know, football god guy through the draft or Aaron Rodgers comes to town and then it'd be AA, you know, B-A-A-A, if that's the way you're going to go. Listen, I can't tell. I can't tell the Browns what to do. I can tell you who the man is now at quarterback in Cleveland. And I think it would do Cleveland well. The team specifically, but the the fucking fans too. Okay, to understand that this is your guy. Okay, now treat him like he's your guy. Let everybody else trash his ass until he's not your guy. Until and then done. until he's not your guy, but you keep jumping on. He, listen, you can tell me about how everybody gets booed in the NFL if you want. Okay. Right. But it's a rare point where your quarterback who's playing for you in that game is getting booed in his home stadium and he has long to be the starter. <clears throat> okay. I'm just saying. You start booing quarterbacks and then that's that's a it's a public expression. It's a public expression of opinion. And right. I'm telling you, the public are the people that are buying the tickets to put the butts in the seats. Right. Well, no. I mean, the the other thing is we just saw with Cam Newton, right? The right. Panthers got rid of Cam Newton. Okay. Right now, the Panthers. I saw this um, posted somewhere, and it was funny. Mm-hmm. The Panthers are paying the replacement, paying the replacement for the replacement, and now they're paying Cam to replace both the replacements. There you go. Okay. Nice. They're paying Cam to replace the people that they got to originally replace him and the guy to replace that replacement. That's right. None of the replacements were. So, yeah. So, and what the thing is to show to that is not that when a quarterback, when a quarterback can't play anymore, he can't play. Okay. Right. But if you go trying to get rid of a guy too early and you're like, Oh, well this they're okay. He's playing middle. If a dude is playing mediocre and he's playing like the 15th or 20th quarterback, best in the league that actually does not always mean you get rid of what what i find what i find about cam newton's situation is totally interesting because again cam newton is the quarterback that he is right he was 20 what 2015 mvp right right all right right. so that ain't that damn long ago right no um his his physical skill has always been that he augments the run okay he's part of the running game and you're going to get right. a 200-yard-a-game passing quarterback out of that, 200 right. or less. 
if he's if he's throwing in 150 rushing. You understand what I'm saying? Now, at the time, <clears throat> right. Ron Rivera viewed that as I'm not getting the production I want out of quarterback. Right. All right. Remember, they were trying to make a pocket passer out of Cam for a long time. For a long time. Okay. Yeah. I think he's it a worked, better pocket it worked, passer it than worked some. To some degree, it worked to some degree, but the truth is the strength of Cam Newton's game is his stature, and that right. stature is only, it only figures in when it can add to that running game. Okay. His, his arm is good. Right. His arm is better than average. He's got decent accuracy. He could be better. I don't think Cam has worked on his passing skills as much as he could or should have. Right. Um, that's that's all between him and his team. But to just outright release the guy like they did was insulting. Okay, if nothing right. else, um, just because of the stature he had in the organization up to that time. Well, I don't know if you agree with me, right? Um. There was a point in time where Green Bay finally did cut ties with Brett Favre. But Brett Favre's career wasn't just all, I'm elite. He had some seasons that were awful. Didn't he hold the record for most interceptions? Well, or not close only to that, it? for like three years straight, he held him over the, am I going to retire or not barrel? Okay. Right. I mean, so what right. I'm basically yeah. saying is this. We'll, we will hold some quarterbacks to such high standards, right, or glorify them so much, but forget about their failings. Brett Favre was, is a quarterback, okay, that had a part of his career where if, if I'm looking at the numbers, he sucked. Come on. The team that drafted him had him on the bench behind Billy Joe Tolbert. Okay. Do you remember right. Billy well, Joel Tobert? Right. Okay. My what I'm getting to this though is Brett Favre had went from, like you said, drafted, benched, came in, proved himself, became an elite quarterback. Okay. Went to the playoffs. Didn't win a Super Bowl at that point. Had a had a down year. Then went won a Super Bowl and then won his first Super Bowl and what? Then had like that's after that that he had the season where he threw the most interceptions ever. Right. Right. So then he then after that, he does that. They don't get rid of him. He has two off seasons. They don't get rid of him. What? They go and win another. Well, not, Super only that, Bowl? not only that, though, let me tell you something. And this is OK. So if you're Baker Mayfield, OK. What you got to do is not worry about the fact that your play is going to be up and down a slipshod sometimes. Right. Because it's going to be what you got to do is you got to meet the moments, baby, because. Right. Uh, OK. Because I will just take you through a couple highlights. But how about the Monday night game after, after the day after his daddy died? Okay? Yeah. Brett Favre quarterbacked that game. Okay? And you go back and watch the film of that game. That's one of the most awesome fucking quarterback performances ever, fucking ever, ever. Okay? <laughs> Listen, the guy met the moments. Okay? He didn't meet them all. But, boy, even when he tried to meet them, he was good. Right. All right. Now, did Brett break your heart? Yeah. But, but see, the one thing is, and the stature of the man was as such that Brett, Brett, Brett even survived being addicted to painkillers. Yeah. You know, that didn't destroy his career. Okay. Come on. The guy, he went through. He went through. He went through. Um, and so this is what Baker's got to do is prove his own resiliency 
Um, you know, maybe he doesn't get to the playoffs this year. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But what he's got to do is be seen as trying the entire time. Don't get frustrated want, with Cleveland. Don't get frustrated with asshole fans in Cleveland now, right. I, now I, that I, you're I, this I, close. I wanted to address that real quick in a very quick manner. In Cleveland, the ticket prices are really high now, and you have a different class of fan in the stands. Your six-figure guys versus the regular guys that would normally be in the stands that didn't buy the tickets for for whatever reason. And a lot of these people are in their phones, and then all of a sudden they're really not in the game, and all of a sudden they hear people booing, and then they start booing too. It's just uh, really crazy. I, I it's, mean, I, I, I can't say I can't say that's so or not, but I will tell you this. That six figure guy that's buying the tickets, that is the fan that the NFL wants. Your little cheap ass that can't afford those tickets, they don't even fucking want you. Okay. They right. don't fucking want well, you I mean, there. Look, okay. And they, they were the, want they were you the there. Loyal fans, believe it or not. And, what? But that's there's something to say. No, to they, that. the NFL's got something for you. They call it Sunday right. ticket. You can't afford right. a ticket to go to the game. That's fine. We can you can pay me somewhere else. The NFL mm-hmm. don't want you there. If you they don't want you there. Okay? They don't want you there if you look, can't afford to be there. Hey, look, <laughs> there's something to say to that too, though. Green yeah. Bay, small place, right? You right. would think they couldn't support a football team, but they do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They didn't. Now, we're talking about Brett Favre in comparison only because of the situation and how you just don't get rid of a quarterback just because they had slip ups, right? Brett Favre, right? I don't know what the years their Super Bowls were because I don't see them on this list, but I can tell you when he had awesome seasons, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you come in, he's, he throws for 4,000. 400 yards, right? Mm-hmm. Big, big touchdown total, 38 touchdowns, right? Um, mm-hmm. Low interceptions, 13. That's 1995, right? From there, he's, they go 11 and 5, 13 mm-hmm. and 3, 13 and 3, 11 and 5, right? I'm sure that's one of the first Super Bowls were in there because he comes to playoffs three times. That was in there somewhere, right? right. So you come back. In um nine ninety nine here, right? He throws for four thousand yards. Okay. He throws twenty-three picks. They're eight and eight. Then they go nine and seven. Okay. Did they get rid of Brett Favre? Nope. You come back, they whatever, they fix whatever, they come right back. They're 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 10 and 6, 10 and 6, right? Now, I think the second Super Bowl was one in that, right? Now, after that, you come back, Brett Favre. Still on the team, throws his record, 29 interceptions, only 20 touchdowns. They go 4-12, and 12, right? Then they go 8-8. Eight and eight. Did they get rid of Brett Favre? Nope. He comes back the season after that. They go 13-3, and three, okay? Now, after that, that's when Brett Favre was holding them a little hostage or whatever. They mm-hmm. end up getting rid of him. He goes to the Jets, goes 9-7, and seven, Minnesota 12-4, and four, and his last season with Minnesota 5-8, and eight, okay? I love how you did that, Jeff. Okay, but what I'm saying to in this is this: Brett Favre's career is awesome, but with dips. Okay, now am I saying Baker is on the level of Brett? I am not. I'm not giving Baker more praise than I than he needs. But if the team is going to get rid of him and fans are going to boo him to the point to where it's like we got to get rid of him, because if you boo him like that, you're going to put him in a situation where they have to get rid of him. Hey guys. Totally off the fucking subject of the Browns, but I have a television screen on in this room, and it happens to be on entertainment tonight. So if you guys caught the news, you know who Pete Davidson is, right? From Saturday Night Live, right? 
Yeah. Who famously at one time was dating Ariana Grande, right? Yeah. Okay. And guess who he's dating now? <clears throat> who? Kim Kardashian. <laughs> okay, whatever. Oh yeah, he's, well, he's on. <laughs> he's on. <laughs> That's it. That's it, baby. I think Kanye's mad at him, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. There you go. That's too funny. Back to point. You boo him like that. You're putting us in a situation where the team has to get rid of him because Baker don't like it. Team don't like it. Right. Then who do you go to? You know what I mean? Before you get rid of the quarterback, you need to at least have something to go to. They had Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Say whatever you want. When Green Bay finally got rid of. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers was there. Okay. No. So, well, yeah, they weren't never going to see, but that was the thing. Okay. It wasn't until Favre had burned the bridges by holding them hostage over the couple of seasons that they said, you know what? We're getting ready to get us an insurance policy on this motherfucker. We're drafting us a quarterback. And that's when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. Um, boy, don't the 49ers, you know, the way things shook out, right? Right. Remember, they took Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers. Oh, man. Yeah. That was, that yeah, was the big deal that year. A lot of these fans that are booing, and, and again, I don't blame them for booing. You pay the money. You get to do what you yeah. want. But they're really not taking into consideration. And again, Baker may not have. But you don't understand. Stayed, See, this is all. What it took to be out there to play. Okay. And coach didn't pull him, but you're, you're, he you're not hearing what I'm saying then, obviously, because that's exactly what the NFL wants. They don't want a fan base that knows what's going on. They only want a fan base that's ready to put down the money to be at the event. They want a cavalcade of changing stars. They don't want no more Brett Favre's that can hold teams hostages. That would make them into the NBA. See, listen, you got two different models going on how to run a sports league right now. You got the NBA model, which is a player-driven league. Right. Okay. And you have the NFL, which is a league-driven thing you know the nfl players wish they could get the kind of fucking contracts that nba players get okay right, and i'm not right. even talking about the dollar amounts i'm not even talking about the dollar amounts i'm talking about power of the coach okay because remember everything in your nfl contract is predicated on you making the team all they have to do to totally foul your whole contract situation up barring any any guarantees in your contract okay is to cut you. That's all they have right. to do. I'm hearing a lot of mic noise from somebody. It's probably me. My mic's still. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But I was going to blame you anyway. So, dumbass. Yeah. I know you were. Well, there you that's go. That's why I'm, you know, so, I'm, all I'm, that. I'm still blaming I you. I do get all that technicality <laughs> stuff with that because I understand that. But mm -hmm. what I'm also saying is if, if the fan base of the Browns falls into that dip here with Baker. They just need to be willing to accept the fact that the next guy you get may not even be the level of Baker. Well, no, okay. at this point, at this point though, I do understand one thing. One, what a fan base that's doing what our fan base is doing right now. And they've put it on the table for the franchise themselves, the franchise. Now they can shop. Now, you got to yes, be a smart, you got to be a smart fucking shopper 
when you got a guy at the caliber and level of Baker Mayfield, what you don't want to do is alienate this young man and say, hey, fuck you. I ain't negotiating with you. I'm out of here when I'm done with this fifth year. Right. Okay. Um, and, and let me tell you something. I don't know that we're ever going to hear the whole story come out. Right. About what went on with Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham, because obviously there's more to that. There's, there's, yeah, there's definitely. more to that. And I don't I, I think it was untimely that Odell's daddy kind of made it look like it was attacking Baker. OK. Where mm-hmm. Baker may well have been getting pressure from coaching and whatever. And I, I think the miscue, I think the lack of chemistry was not Baker and Odell. I think it's Stefanski and Odell. Might have been, yeah. Well, and I will say this. I'll say this about that. Early in Belichick's career, he was not really the kind of guy that wanted to get a star receiver. No, he was not. No. Look, he got talked into that shit by Tom Brady and whoever his OC was that year when they picked up Randy Moss. Yeah, okay. remember that I think that was a talking point because people are like, I don't think that's I don't know if this is a good fit for Randy Belichick. Never yeah. had no prima donna receiver like this. How's this gonna work? And then you know. You know, let's face it, uh the relationship between Stefanski and Baker may not be what we think it is either. I mean, he didn't pick him. You know, no, I don't I don't think I know. I, I honestly think that uh and I mean, obviously, you're not going to know this until after Baker's gone from the Browns, if Stefanski's still there, uh, and, right. or, and or if Stefanski leaves the Browns and talks about his time there. You won't know it till then, but I, I honestly think that Stefanski came ready to be down on Baker Mayfield. He came with his guy in tow, Case Keenum. Okay? Yeah. Right. And Baker has won him over. And he okay. has seen he has seen the difference. He has seen Case Keenum with this team, and he has seen Baker with this team, and he knows this team works better with Baker. Okay, mm-hmm. see that's obvious to me. Some people can't see that. Some but people if you really are fucking blind. Then some people yeah, are fucking I mean, blind. I, I understand okay. Keenum got the win in the game he started. Come on, okay? man! Look who with, he with beat. A, with a, well, with a team that was better than the Lions which I found encouraging at least because now we at least have a savvy second stringer. Okay. Savvy second stringer. That's great. All I'm telling you is that if you're playing your second stringer, then you either don't have a legitimate starter or your starters injured, which listen, Tell me, tell me outside of the 2017 Vikings, okay, the team most recently that has made it with their backup quarterback to a playoff. Not many. And again, again, at the time, Case Keenum wasn't even their backup. He was third string, dude. And in the space of two weeks, they lost their starter in Teddy Bridgewater and their backup in Sam. Uh, Sam, whatever the fuck his name was, you know, was it Darnold? Not Sam Darnold. No, no. Okay. No, no, no. The dude from he, he was on the Browns for a while. He sucked. Oh, I don't even know. He sucked by the time he got to us. Okay. He, oh no, he's prototype body. Um, but anyway, those two guys go down in case Keenum goes in it. 
And listen, Case Keenum played well. He didn't. He didn't and that's what you want. Do, he didn't do anything to lose it for him. Okay. And don't lose the ball. Yeah. But I mean, you know, based on these standards, Hugh, that, that people are trying to apply to Brady, I mean, to, to Baker. Um, yeah. You know, um, what's his name? That's in Minnesota now. He wouldn't be playing. Oh, you Kirk mean Cousins. Uh, yeah, Kirk Cousins. Right. And did you right. see the game he threw Sunday? Uh, no, did not. Uh, it, oh, was yeah. yeah. it was fucking amazing. It was fucking amazing. They'd be but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, though, too. We, we're six and five, okay? Yeah. There are teams that are out of it this year. If you look around the league this year, the records are so close that if yeah. we win, say we win tomorrow, all of a sudden we're in an entirely different scope. Well, right. here's, the, here's the deal, guys. I mean, not tomorrow, but you okay. know. Uh, yeah, here's yeah. the deal, guys, though. And then we're going to move on and look at the actual stats of the game. The Browns designate Kareem Hunt and Jack Conklin to return from injured reserve. Okay, yes, sir. So you're going to have a full backfield, guys. You're going to have Chubb, Hunt, and um, Johnson. So you're going to have three running backs. And, and here's the problem. Donovan Peoples-Jones is out. Okay. Ooh. Well, DPJ is out, dude. And when DPJ is out, somebody's got to step up in that Landry. wide receiver group. Now we got our we got we got yeah, the tight is. ends. We got the tight ends, and that's gonna work. But trust me now, here's what's got to happen. Okay. Running backs have to release off that initial block and they have to be available for the screens. Okay. Right. Wink Martindale and the Baltimore Ravens blitz often. Now, if Baker's on his game and he can they, we can beat these blitzes, let me tell you something. When you're blitzing, what are you doing? You're playing man you're coverage. Leaving somebody open, you're right. playing man coverage. Not necessarily. You might have a man for everybody that's that's out there as a receiver, but it's man coverage. There is no help. Okay. Right. Guy gets open. He's actually open. Okay. Right. Because the extra guy that would have been help is coming to get you. Okay. If you can get that yeah. ball off to that open guy, you just beat that blitz. Okay. Right. That's all true. right. And that's what you do. That's what you do against the Ravens because they are going to blitz. Yeah. I wish we would blitz a little bit more. No, than we I do. don't. No, I don't. It's a dangerous game. Well, you got to at least contain Lamar. How did Miami do it? They blitzed damn near the whole game. How how are you containing Lamar Jackson by blitzing? Explain All how I'm that works. Watch the game. No, no, no. Okay. Quickly. Okay. But it wasn't just blitzing they were doing. Okay. D listen, you go, you go watch the game. If you think the blitz is what did that, then you're, then, then I don't know what you're looking at. That's not what does that against Lamar Jackson. If all you do is blitz and you don't provide any spy support, they dedicated a dude to him. And by the way, we got our dude to dedicate to him back. Thank God. Owusu Koromoa is in the lineup. Okay. Because he's the cool. only chance you got. That's why they drafted him. Yeah. Okay. You did. If, if you think you're going to beat, beat, the Ravens with a blitz, you might as well just pack it up right now because you're going to lose that game. Okay. 
and and Man, and, and the thing. Miami Dolphins won a game. Listen, did you look, go go just go look at the post game film and listen to the coach talk about Tua and the game he played and how shocked the fucking coach was to even see that shit. Okay, nah, it just that, he that, showed up, didn't he? He sure did show up, boy. He, I was so like, he, damn. He, but okay, at the end of the day. And that is yeah. this season. At the end of this season, tell guy. me how many games you're going to be watching with the Miami Dolphins in it. Come playoffs, no, pro- probably none. None. No, that's the number. That's the number. It's zero. It's zilch. Nada. So I don't want to hear about what the fucking Dolphins did to the Ravens because it's not a formula. If it was a formula, it wouldn't have taken the Dolphins to figure it out. People would have figured it out a long goddamn time ago, and everybody'd be doing it. So, so you think it was just the Ravens having a bad game? I think the. Man, I think that please. every game is a microcosm of and into itself. Okay. All okay. Right. I think that, that I think if this season, if this season hasn't proven anything to anybody, it's proven this: that there is absolute parity in the National Football League. Oh, absolutely. The minute you oh, try to say is. this team is a powerhouse. Fucking lowly ass, some goddamn buddy comes and whoops the shit. I mean, not just beats him, yeah. beats him forty five to three or some shit like Wait, that. Somebody even beat Dallas recently. Am I wrong or did Dallas win that? Well, I can't no, remember. No, the Chiefs beat Dallas and they spanked him. Oh, okay, yeah. And Which who were not really playing spankable football in just well, three, well in the last three, three weeks they right. have they just won three in a row and all of a sudden they lead their division again. So what the fuck? Well, that's- yeah, that's what I'm saying. All of a sudden, you know, like, like, wow. Speak, speaking of the AFC West, how about yeah. Justin Herbert? Yeah, man, he's he's the truth. He's he's a good guy. Well, he, his coach sure believes in him. Did you hear his coach after no, the I game? He says, "No, I he's the best it. player on the field, bar none, and that's why we win." Oh my bad, damn. I tell you what, boy, he he plays smart. That's for sure. That's the one thing I would well, like his, Baker to do more. His coach, lo- his coach loves him some. Jack. I did want to say one thing to comment on the Miami and the blitzing. They did do some all-out blitzing, but but what was important about what they did with the blitzing? Okay, every receiver was covered, and the guy, the corner that they had blitzing, or the linebacker they had running over the top. You know what I mean? On the blitz Mm -hmm. was getting to Lamar. Here's the problem with the blitz. And this is why it really does not work for teams with really fast rushing quarterbacks anyway. Right. And like what what you're saying is like where we could get burned trying to do that. If the dude blitzing does not get to him. okay, Or over pursues and Lamar gets loose. You now have an open Mm -hmm. field. Because those corners have to man, they have to be on their man. Okay. You don't have too much spying you can have for Lamar at that point. So if he gets past, okay, he's gonna get a bunch. That's the risk of the blitz. Okay. If the you do blitz, if we do use the strategy that Miami did, okay. Mm-hmm. There is no room to for him to get past. Well, that's what I okay. okay. You and I have had these discussions uh, away from the podcast, where you know 
He, you know, because there, evidently there's a lot of folks around Cleveland uh, having a problem with Joe Woods uh, as the D.C. saying, you know, he, 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 he's, he calls a soft defense because he's playing yeah. zone. Well, he's playing zone because our guys are injured. Dude, listen, you play man in the National Football League and you got a quarterback that's worth his salt. He is licking his chops when he sees man coverage. Because if you got your second string, your third string, I don't know if you guys recall, but one week we played a guy who literally walked on. He was undrafted rookie who was in on our practice squad. We had to activate him and play him, start him, because that's how thin we were at cornerback. And I don't think that anybody that's got a brain and has ever seen a bad secondary play man coverage wants to see that in Cleveland. If you have any intentions of looking at a playoff. Well, that makes more sense now. Um, I honestly, I knew we were injured back there, but I did think we were deep enough that we could at least play man to man from time to time, but no, no, that okay. Tom Brady two weeks ago, who did they play? And then it was looking bad, too. The Bucks were down, right? Mm-hmm. And then one fucking play, they played man coverage on. Brady burns him, takes the lead, never gives it back, wins the game. Hey, there you go, Tom. One for you. fucking play. It was a fucking play? Not a regular play, but a fucking that see that's the problem. I'm just telling I'm just I'm just telling you dude. Well, we just we play man every once in a while. What's what is the philosophy there? If you're not good enough to play man every down, you're not good enough to play man. Okay? Yeah, well, and there you go. Well, have playing it, yeah. man well so the strategy to play man every once in a while doesn't work. Okay? If you got Darrell Revis, if you got a healthy Ward and a healthy Newsom with a greedy Williams to back up healthy as well. Right now you can start thinking about calling man coverage and then man and not being, not playing man is probably the reason why you're not blitzing as often. I would say the logic is the same, right? Well, that's why you see one of the reasons why you do play man coverage is because you've taken out of your defensive backfield a person and you've necessitated it. And right. if you'll notice, teams that have lockdown corners can blitz more often. Now, right. th- here's, the, here's the problem with the Ravens. Yes, they blitz a lot. And they get there a lot. But their corners aren't that good, guys. Okay, and they get burnt a lot. And you heard Baker say it. They've they've had to come from behind a lot this year. Yeah, because they're getting burnt. They're getting burnt. Wink Martindale dials Wink Martindale dials up a blitz, and the other team bombs them. And that's right. And you can't count on Lamar every time to do that. Not to say he's not capable. No, it has it has nothing to do with Lamar. Lamar has nothing to do when there's man coverage. Okay. When there's man coverage, it it, it, it doesn't matter. Okay. What your offense is going to do or not going to do. Lamar could score on every possession, but if Wink Martindale on the defense is going to dial up blitz after blitz after blitz, 
dude, a disciplined football team on the other side who practices all week longs to beat blitzes, right? What the quarterback right. knows, what the quarterback knows is if the blitz is coming, if they're bringing a safety or a corner, then that means I got man coverage and somebody's going to get open. Right. Now, what I was referring to was how Baker mentioned that uh, Ravens had played far from far behind many times this year. But that, and I said, you know, you can't always count on Lamar to bring you back. But I don't give a shit about it. if he ever brings them back. That's not the point. I'm telling you why they've had to play from behind is because right. Wink Martindale can't stop blitzing. Listen, they are frustrated in Baltimore. The fan base. The sports writers and everybody with Wink Martindale in this blitzing bullshit. Ah, yeah. Well, look, even the the Ravens, Lamar Jackson has a comment from the game. You know what I mean? And that's article headline anyway. Lamar Jackson says we'll have an answer for zero for cover zero blitz. Okay, so All right. you're sitting there wanting to use the strategy that Miami used, right? They're working on a way around that. Okay, now right. that doesn't mean that they're going to have a way around it because what I'm telling you, what Miami did, is not something that can't work. You could take any defense ever if your defense is able to play man up, cover the receivers. Okay, so a quick decision is not able to be made, right? Blitz in. The line gets through and the dude blitzing gets to the quarterback to flush him into the line. You're going to get him every time. That's what Miami did. You can watch the plays. I'm I'm just looking at I'm looking at this guy break it down right now. OK, and I'm looking at him and that's what they did every time. The dude blitzing got to Lamar. OK, and then the defensive line corralled him. So he had nowhere to go. He throws a pass that tries to get it out. Right. He does get it out, but it's not to open receivers. He has to throw it away or whatever. Okay, they played spectacular defense. Well, Can uh, we do that? Uh, but Can we here, game plan to do but, that? Yes, but if you mess up, you allow something. Let, let me just say this. Here's the other side of that coin, though. You start blitzing Lamar Jackson with a DC on the other side of the field who is already known for blitzing too much. And you've got an injured Baker Mayfield. He's got a knee. He's got a heel. He's got a shoulder. Okay, you're going to play hell protecting him any goddamn way. You turn this into who can get to the quarterback more. And that's that 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 turns into the contest and it can it can devolve into that shit. Okay, that's true. All right. Yeah, the Browns need to play their fucking game and our game on defense. Is we're not a blitz you all the time defense. No, we ever fucking once in a while we'll bring a blitz, and usually they are timely. Um, yeah, you're right. Hey, well, we're gonna look at stats. Oh, yeah, we're yeah we're gonna, but okay. just hold up. All Joe right. Woods is catching way too much heat for some very lackluster play by players that should be playing a lot better on defense. So you think it's more execution? I than think it is it's scheme. players. It ain't scheme. All right. Yeah, because and 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 and, and, and a great scheme. deal of that, a great deal of that is just plain simple injury. But anyway, the game on Sunday was held in the outdoors at First Energy Stadium. It was showers, man. 
showers. It was wet. It was wet out there. Yeah, it was nasty. Anyway, so when it comes to running, the Browns uh, combined for a total of 36 carries and 184 yards. As a group, they went 5.1 yards a carry. I love that shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want to guess who had the longest run? Uh, Chubb. You think? Yeah, I think. Uh, you're wrong. Jarvis I'm Landry. Wrong. Jarvis Landry, 16 yards. Oh, was that the one where he took the where ball? Where he scored a touchdown, yes. That right. was the one, yeah, yes. Yeah. It was Not the bad. only run that George Jarvis Landry made in the game. Okay, and it was for 16 yards. So he not only had the long of 16 for the team, but he had an average of 16 yards per carry. Now, Chubb, on the other hand, went 22 uh, carries for 130 yards. 5.9 yards a carry, dude. It was great, along yeah. with 15. Uh, D'Ernest had uh, five carries for 26 yards, an average of 5.2 a carry, long of 13. Baker Mayfield ran four times for nine yards in a long of seven. So the other ones were, they were runs, but they didn't really get nowhere. Demetric Felton carried the ball three times, got two yards with a long of one. <laughs> wow. David and Joku I mean, ran I the ball Felton's once. better than that. David and Joku ran the ball once. Anyway. He didn't go nowhere. Well, what we did do, though, is we held their entire staff down to 168 yards on 23 carries. Um, 14 of those carries were done by Swift, and that touchdown, uh, listen, I, I, I worry about my Browns because I, I know they can be there at the end of this playing in the playoffs, but right. allowing runs like that, it disturbs me. Because the blocking yeah. wasn't, the blocking on that run wasn't great. There was there was poor ass attempts at tackling because they most of our guys didn't even get hands on him. It didn't make any sense. But you know, and I and it's still even with all that, which I was upset because I hate when they miss the tackle with an arm tackle or whatever. But but man, they held him guys to ten points. I mean, so I so still thought we you had uh, fifteen to twenty three. Boyle was for seventy seven yards. Along a 24, and we picked him twice. And yes, listen, sir. he ended up with a quarterback rating of 34.1. Now, and that's because no touchdowns, all right? Because Baker Mayfield was 15 to 29, all right? Slightly over 50% completion percentage. Had a touchdown along of 37 but he threw two picks, too, and he only had a quarterback rating of 53.2. All right. Poor day for Baker. Listen, it was a win. A win is a win. A win is a win. I've probably just articulated the title of the podcast, guys. Okay. A win is a win. Listen, nobody's mad about the win. But if you ever wanted to experience a game where your team won and you didn't feel good at walking out of it. I mean, I was with Baker. I wasn't celebrating at the end of that game. I wasn't calling anybody to say, Hey, did you see the Browns win? Yeah, no, no. Hey man, did you see that win? I was look, I was glad the game didn't last 10 more minutes because I felt like we might've lost that shit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's right. Well, I mean, 
What I see basically is is this. The Browns are an easy team to doubt because they are the Browns, okay? They're still proving themselves. They do not have that consistency reputation. Okay? Yeah, they don't have that cash. It is that right. gravitas. Easy to be down on the Browns. And I think Browns fans and easily swayed Browns fans mostly are being consumed by that doubt that the rest of the league displays. Okay. Well, um, but it's easy. I mean, listen, come on, man. I mean, before last year, I mean, come on, think about it. You remember the Browns, we, you know, we, we fire Hugh Jackson, Freddie kitchen steps, steps in, right. And under, uh, you know, as the OC and we win four games straight and Ooh, Happy days are here again. Looks like we got us a quarterback and oh man, let's take this guy who OC'd him and make him head coach. And you know, obviously that was a failed fucking experiment. You know, oh, but, that was a but, cluster. But but it but it set the stage for Kevin Stefanski, guys. Okay. And Stefanski comes in and takes a a crew that they were listen, the team was short a coach. Kitchens team that year right. we should have we should have dominated the league, but we had Kitchens as the coach. Right, it was a problem. Any other coach, any other coach would have known what to do right. with those two running backs. Okay, we now what I find a disturbing trend this year. Okay, which again in this ugly win that we got this last week bucked the trend because you know one of the numbers i love the best out of all the numbers nick Time chubb no nick, oh, nick chubb 22 carries buddy 22 yeah. carries and well and people forget okay a long time ago with of the pittsburgh's what was the, the pittsburgh steelers right yeah a long time ago i remember stuff like jerome bettis right and Pittsburgh used to win ugly ass games where the quarterback played like crap, but they won the game because the running back won it for him. Okay. Yes, right. You don't, that's, I mean, you won the game. Do you remember when Bettis was young playing for the Rams? No, I don't yeah. remember. Oh, yes. man. Some of yes, those fucking highlights, man. Bettis would single handedly like win games. He'd run the ball 100 yards down the field. Just punching guys and shit the whole way down. You know, it's like, what the fuck? How can he do this? Oh, yeah. I mean, almost like Derrick Henry does. No, yeah. no. Derrick Henry. No, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a fairly unremarkable fucking runner, if you think about it. He's just a really big dude who nobody can tackle. Okay, there's not a whole lot of lateral movement on this guy or anything. He's north south. That was definitely not Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis, Jerome Bettis would go across the field three times on his way down a hundred yards. He'd run like two hundred and fifty yards, getting a hundred yard touchdown. Yeah, Jerome Bettis had a spin move that was crazy. Oh my god! The size that he was, he had a spin move that was really nice. Young Jerome Bettis was just amazing. By the time he got with the Steelers, his tank was only half full. In the last few years of the Steelers, he he was only good for goal line. And he still did what he did. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, yeah, we got a game uh, to play. Well, now, okay, so 22 first downs to 12 first downs. Browns over the Lions, right? Third down, third down efficiency. 
Well, we were better than they were, but we still weren't good, dude. We were 5 of 13 for 38.5%. Third down is still an issue. But it looked like our defense might have solved their third down issue, at least for for a week, because they did hold the other team to... Three of 11 third downs, only 27.3%. They were getting off the field on third down. Yeah, they were. I was, I was, I was pleasant, pleasantly surprised with that. And the time of possession was dominated by the Browns. Damn near a full 10 minutes uh, difference. 34.56 to 25.04. That's the way you win games. Ugly, listen, could have looked better. Your quarterback could have played better. All those things. But in the end, when you look back on this game, nobody's looking at the quality of the W. W counts as a W. Counts as a W. Counts as a W. A win is a win. So, you know, build off of it. You know, now they got a they got a much they got a much bigger contest ahead of them with the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, um, just the 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 personnel that the Bravens are bringing in to fill in, and and they're having success. And that kid that was playing quarterback for him because Lamar was out. Who the hell was he? Where did they get him? And goddamn, I mean, you you can't I, predict this kind of stuff. I mean, I was like, good, Lamar's out. They'll lose this game. <laughs> Yeah, but at least they, yeah. I mean, well, what are you going to do? But at least the Chargers came through for him. Yeah. And, and and the Raiders damn near came through for him until, right. <laughs> until, until Derek Carr threw two picks and then it was done. And then, it was over. Yeah. I was like, damn. That's Derek. okay. We, we got a good tie break with the Bengals right now. Mm-hmm. We got a good tie break with the Bengals and we got them. We got them in our house last game of the season so if there's somebody we have to deal with we're going to have the opportunity to do that yes and that that, that's the important shit man that's the important shit okay guys for the good of the order and or watch something to watch on sunday night oh by the way guys sunday night game man sunday night football man cleveland browns at baltimore ravens yeah, I predict I predict a twenty-one ten win for the Browns. You predict holding the Ravens to ten points. Well, you know what? I you know I don't want to be. I don't know what's what, what it is when you predict something to happen good and it ends up not happening. What are you the? I don't know. You're the guy that was wrong. You're the guy that was wrong. No, it's like it's like don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, hey, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You're the guy that didn't win the bet. Is that you? No, is that? You? I'm sorry. Twenty-one thirteen. Twenty-one thirteen. Okay, okay. How about you, Jeff? Anything to say about anything before we well, get out? What I would like to, my last thing I'd like to say is, I, I actually think you're right about the blitzing. Okay, um, that is something to look at. Okay, I don't think the Browns should overuse it. I think it should be used at. I think they should be looking at what Miami did, but use it very opportunity times. If you could bring Harrison Um, or or even Newsom, you bring somebody off of coverage, somebody fast, bring them around, and and again, kind of all you're trying to do is direct him 
into the big guys. Right. And and to point on that is that be very careful with it because they have already said we're going to have an answer to that. Okay. And no, you got to say it, that. Though. Yeah, you have to say that. And I yeah. don't think I they're going to. I will say this. After watching it, uh, I do I'll, not think you can have a complete answer to it. But the Browns need to be careful if they do it to I'll make say, sure I'll everybody's covered. I'll say this covered. about a Jim Harbaugh coach team. They're not saying they have an answer to something. They'll have an answer to something that they that it is not their intention to bring all of their football wherewithals to the table and get it done. And and, and, and listen, now Jim Harbaugh is a guy I'd love to have as my head coach. Now I'm not I'm, I'm not not Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh. Let, right. Let me be clear. I would never want his brother Jim. I think he's a dick. Okay. <laughs> but John, I like. I like John. I, I, I like John. I listen. I liked earlier this year when it was that situation. You know, they won the game going for it on fourth down. And he was like, he's literally asking Lamar from the sideline, do you want to go for it, man? You want to go for it? Okay, let's go for it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. listen, that's a relationship. I'm not saying that that our quarterback and our coach don't have a relationship they but, clearly do but yeah. what i'm saying is is that that there that's just some genuine shit you know and listen okay let's think about it ain't for john harbaugh lamar jackson's not even playing quarterback on a football team in this league because they good listen even at the time that they drafted him. There was a lot of people saying what Lamar could do and what not, but it was considered a gamble. It was an experiment. Okay. Right. Whether Lamar Jackson was going to be what they thought he was going to be. Now, mm. was it a, was it a successful experiment? Well, I'd guess so. If in his second fucking year, he's MVP. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty darn successful. Right. And pretty successful. Now, you know, is, is is Lamar Jackson like the Tracy Chapman of the NFL? Tracy Chapman, what I say is, you know, she's never going to do a better album than her first album. Because that was, that was her magnum opus. Some people, that the is, first thing they do is the best thing they do. Right. That's a hard one for me with Lamar, only because you. this is what has to happen with him. The realism of what what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson is every season from here on now, more teams are going to focus in and think they have it figured out and have it figured out to stop him a little bit from running is freely, right? He's going to get slower. Athleticism fades. It probably will not fade entirely. He'll probably be like Vic where he's still going to be really good athletically. But he's got to get better, but he's got to get better at the pocket. He's got to get better in the pocket. The pocket passing is what will evolve him to a place to where if he gets, let's put it this way. If he gets, say, 80%, 75% as good as Mahomes, he'll be 125%, he'll be 25% more the player just because of how fast he is. Imagine if he could get good in the pocket. And I just take you back. uh, and And again, here was a guy that, Nobody would give him the time of day. They wouldn't play him in the league. He had to go to Canada and prove himself, but Warren Moon. And there was a guy who maintained his athleticism, 
and was able to take off and run with that ball if he needed to, but he conducted his job in the pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Warren moon could hit anybody anywhere. Yeah, man. He unfortunately, was it turns out, unfortunately, it turns out some of that included him when he was at home hitting his wife. And that was the problems he got into. Okay. But, you know, outside of that, Warren Moon was the consummate doggone quarterback. He was the guy you'd love to have at quarterback. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. Not, not, not disagreeing. Like I said. I can see where that can happen with Lamar. I am, that that not, rooting, I am not necessarily rooting but, for Lamar Jackson to have this type of success in his career. Not as long as he well, is a Ravens quarterback. I, I look not at it this way. You, but you have to look at it this way. It's what I just said. Lamar is a guy with a talent, but a talent that can, you know what it is. You can hope to understand it. Lamar at this point. Okay. For him to become something that's otherworldly, he has to be get better at passing. Now, the better at passing he has to get, I think people are underestimating and over at underestimating. Okay, so okay, I have over one and comment under. about Jackson and his, uh, you know, because you know the big thing that everybody will say, well, he's fucking MVP, dude. Two yeah. years ago, he was the MVP. Yeah, and isn't that kind of like the same as Kevin Stefanski was coach of the year? I don't yeah, know. Well, it's that, the same. I don't know that either of them actually earned it. I mean, because again, the year that Jackson won MVP, there were other candidates who had just as good a case that they could have or should have been MVP. Yeah, this is true. There could have been another right. MVP. But the year what it is is something did. that you ain't seen before. Okay. Right. All Kevin Stefanski had to do was bring his rookie ass in and coach the Browns to a fucking playoff game. Yes. Okay. That's all he had to do, and you're coach of the year. This is automatic. I mean, people were talking about it. You know, he'll be coach of the year if he gets to the playoffs. Because, and yeah, sure, no. sure enough, there he is. And like I said, I totally agree. What I'm saying is, is that Lamar is actually in a unique position, okay, similar to what Vic was before the dog thing happened, okay, where mm -hmm. the league has to – whatever team they play has to strategize about stopping his feet, Oh, if yeah. He gets to yeah. the point to where, okay, even more so than any quarterback, we can talk about how mobile Mahomes is. He's not that. Right. Okay. okay. So at the point that he can even throw 75% as good as like Mahomes, right? He's more dangerous than Mahomes. Well, right. Well, okay? and, 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 and by the way, if Jackson gets that done, he'll do what Cam Newton up to this point couldn't, has not been able to do. Right. Yeah. And Cam Newton is suffering. He's suffering the inability to do that right now in his career. Now, hopefully, he can, he can have a good, you know, second time around with the Carolina Panthers, do some winning, um, and and potentially uh, be their short-term future at quarterback, you know, next couple seasons while they look for a natural progression into a guy. Right. So Ravens got us in their stadium this first game, right? Am I right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is sure. yes. It is yeah, Cleveland it's be, at Baltimore. be a hell of a game. Uh, is it? I is just it? want to win this next game. I want them to go into the bye week with the win. 
And and I think that means that we can e- we can not easily win, but we can definitely win the one at home if we win this one. Right. Well, and I also think we puts- can win both of them. I mean, but 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 again, I think that folks, and I mean, period. If you find yourself doing this, stop it. It's not conventional wisdom anymore. If we if we win the first game, we can win the second game. Now, they're going to be two different games, and this, it might as well be two completely different teams on the field for the way shit's been going this season. Okay? Yeah, the records are just too close. <clears throat> teams I just meant because different. of the uh, being at home advantage that, that you know, you're defending your but, house. Uh, but again, again, I just had a quarterback come out and say, I can't get my own fans to shut the fuck up when I'm on offense. Where's the advantage? Yeah, and that and again, that's exactly okay. the type of fan that hundred thousand dollar fan. Well, whatever. I'm, all I'm saying is, but then, but but what 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 you just said is there is none. You keep telling, yeah. okay, you're telling me there's the home field advantage, but no, there's not. Not if your own fans aren't shutting the fuck up when you're on offense. Right. You're, yeah, your your advantage is gone. And let's face it, you never used to see that dumb shit. No, this well, is only recent behavior right. out of fans, you don't man. see now, it in Kansas City at all. Well, let okay. me, let me, I'll make a comment. I'll make a comment. Okay. I'll make this comment and this, this should pretty much end it. Georgia. Okay. Um, we're here in Georgia here and mm-hmm. they're undefeated, right? Looking like they might have a chance to play for a national championship. They're going to make the playoff. I watched one of their games. Okay. And that crowd goes silent when they need it. Yeah. When the quarterback quarterback puts his arms out and says, down, the people do what the fuck they're supposed to. Like, don't sit up there and tell me what a guy didn't do when you couldn't even do the simple thing of shut the fuck up for a second so we can get this done. Yeah, right. They were loud. They're loud as hell when they need to when the other team has the ball. Okay. And they shut the hell up when they need to for their team. So hell yeah, you, you could. Well, you could and shoot I, after the I, I personally play. think that Cleveland Cleveland Browns fans, in particular, um, have been riding on the reputation of being good fans for so long they've forgotten how to be good fans. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, but having I, said uh, that, having said that, it is now time for us to yes. move along and get yes. on out of here. So what we tell you at this time is what, is what we always do. That That's another episode of TBF, a Browns fans podcast in the can. This is Paul, Jeff, and Hugh for TBF telling you that the next time we talk to you, It's going to be about a win against the Baltimore Ravens. So in the meantime, the in-between time tells that time. And you know what time that is. We're out. This has been a Basement Tapes production. Yeah.